Grace and peace, you're listening to United We Pray, taking racial struggles to the throne of grace. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in ways that are biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, one of the co-hosts here with Isaac Adams. How you doing, Isaac? Man, on the last one, you know, I was like cheerful and Christmassy. Uh, we're still in December um, and wrapping up this season, I think. Is this the last episode of this season, Austin? It is. All right. Well, on the front end then, because I know this will be a weighty conversation, let me just say thank you uh, to everyone who uh, has supported us financially in prayer, prayed along with us, read articles, shared them. Uh, thank you, brothers and sisters. We're doing this uh, in no small, certainly for the Lord's glory and for y'all and for the good of the church. So I just want to sh- uh, give a shout out to thank um, everyone who has supported this. And that includes you and Jerry and Josh Austin. So um, I'm beyond grateful uh, for y'all three and the way you make this whole ministry go. So thank you, brother. Thankful for you too, brother. Um, let's go ahead and dive in, man. Um, uh, we're talking about abortion and making the argument abortion is a racial justice issue. Uh, and I'm thinking of two texts right now that I want to pray to frame our time. One is Matthew 23, 23. Uh, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, Jesus says, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. And then Proverbs 24, 11 to 12 says this, rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay everyone according to what they have done? Let's pray. Father, we hear those words from your word. And we ought to tremble more than we do. Oh, God, help us in this conversation that we might not arbitrarily divide evils, but see the way they conflate uh, and encourage one another. Uh, Father, and we pray uh, that this podcast would work toward ending of abortion and racism, Lord. We know Jesus will end these things ultimately, but my goodness, Lord, oh, we pray that you would use us as much as you can, uh, Father, uh, toward that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, before we get started on what is admittedly a heavy topic, a hard topic, um, we are going to speak clearly on the evil of abortion. But before we do that, and not in a way that that competes with that or, or lessens that, we just want to remind our listeners that if they've been party to an abortion, if they've had one, we're not speaking from a place of condemnation. We, as always, want to hold up the grace that's available in Jesus. He can forgive the sin of abortion. Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, d- I think I said it in the moral clarity clarity episode. I assume we have listeners uh, who have had or been party to uh, an abortion um, or who maybe once held a, uh, a, a, pro-choi- a pro-choice stance. Um, 
and we're clearly against that stance. But uh, and so far as that's been repented of, there's grace in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I need that grace just as much as as you need that grace, Austin, just as much as anyone listening to this episode needs that grace, and we need to be careful uh, to not elevate this to the level. Despite it being a great evil, God is a greater forgiver, and we praise God for the hope there is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you were speaking on, and you read that scripture from Matthew 23 about the the weightier matters of the law. There's really no matter weightier than life and death, which is what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So you opened with the statement that you believe abortion is a racial justice issue. Can you talk to me a little bit about what you mean by that? Uh, the two sins are connected, right? And we can look at this from many different angles. There's a historical angle. We can talk about, um, uh, you know, whether it be Margaret Sanger and uh, eugenics. And, uh, you know, I think there's a tie between, you know, slavery and racism, eugenics and abortion that goes on historically. Um, but I think to make things simpler, abortion disproportionately affects minorities, and I don't think that's unintentional. We want, and whether or not, of, regardless of any, you know, doctor's mo- personal motives, we need to be clear that that this, this is not like, hey, we're about racial justice or we're about abortion, right? And I think Satan would delight in us making that kind of arbitrary uh, division between these two sins. Uh, and I think. Uh, if we are going to be about one or the other, we ought to consider that we are about both then in effect. Um, because we can divide, it seems we get so caught up in debating, okay, what is this, what is this um, issue over here in the racial justice conversation? Uh, and we, we need to be clear that this is a great evil and it is a part of this conversation. And I think we can all get behind that uh, and we should. Well, before we get into that aspect of it and how it fits in with other issues. Let's just camp on what you said at at the beginning, which I think can be summarized like this. First, we live in a society in which racism is a reality. Right. Second, we live in a society in which abortion is a reality. Yes. Given those two simultaneous truths, we can therefore expect that abortion would disproportionately affect minority communities. Yeah. And the stats bear that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and to be like, look, look I want to be clear, you know, like whether or not it disproportionately affects minority, it's an evil that needs to be prayed against, worked against, right? And not and a systemic evil uh, insofar as this is on the books with Roe v. Wade. So, I mean, we, you know, I'm not saying like, hey, now we can care about it, but I'm saying we, we can care about it all the more, goodness. Like, so I'm for a pro- life ethic through all of life i'm for talking about the kind of the the circumstances uh that make uh sustaining a life in certain communities harder and how we need to think about those things too i'm also for making abundantly clear that black babies and brown babies are being wiped out and we need to care about that so Yeah, and speaking about how these truths relate to each other, I I think it's a fair statement, depending on sort of what tribe you're in politically, we tend to be having one of two conversations. The first one centered on abortion as being the leading moral cause of the day, 
moral concern of the day. And on the other side, politically, there's a lot of focus on a, a bunch of issues which are connected to racial justice, whether that be mass incarceration, fair housing, tax law, things like that, which receive a lot more attention on the other side politically. But as you're pointing out, these concerns all relate to each other. They're, yeah. we're, we're wrong when we divide them or claim moral high ground against each other uh, when we need to be caring about all of these things together. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I think... I would I think I'd even go further. I think we're wrong to act as if they don't they're not related and to say like hey I'm about racial justice but I'm for abortion that makes no sense. So I I I am okay with putting that sharper. I'm happy to. Yeah. And I think and I think we want to again, I'm not saying we we should not care about those other uh you know in so many sense you know in so many senses I talk about racism as a Velcro sin, meaning so many different aspects of life stick to it. So you went through, you know, tax policy. We can talk about, ec- um, you know, economics, uh, education, schooling, all of these things. And I'm just trying to make sure we see this really big, you know, horrendous evil of abortion certainly sticks to it and vice versa. Um, and so I think we, ne- we need to realize that uh, and be praying that this would end uh, clearly. And I, I think lots of people do pray, but I think we ought to, I, we talked about it in the moral clarity episode, Austin. It's one of these things of, you know, insofar as we envision ourselves um, as man, I would have been opposed to Jim Crow, different color water fountains, all those things. Well, it's like, okay, like good. What are you going to be opposed to today? I hope we're. I hope you're opposed to police brutality. Hope you're opposed to unfair housing, uh, un, uh, you know, unjust housing, redlining and its effects. All these things, we we only mean to be opposed against those things. And I also hope you're opposed to this and fighting against this evil, um, because man, I want to be clear. I think there is, in the same way a slave master looked at, you know this person and denied them personhood and humanity. I think that's happening with that baby in the womb, that person being deprived of rights and saying, no, this is property that I get to decide what to do with. And I'm like, I don't think we get to make that decision. Uh, And, you know, it's ironic how um, the 14th amendment, which was to protect black people. uh, We go to that nation of personhood saying like, Hey, that's, you know, that may, that's a baby, you know, even the opposing side will say that's a baby in the womb, but it's not a person. Therefore, it is deprived of these rights and protections. And that is where we have to be so clear about the fact that, yeah, the law, just because it's a law doesn't mean it's just. And amendments and constitutions are not our authority at the end of the day. The word of God, which says people are made in God's image, formed in their mother's wombs, w- wonderfully knit together. Uh, that, that like, you know, uh, as people say, you know, traveling however many inches down a birth canal, okay, all of a sudden they're out and now they're a person and makes, it doesn't square up with God's word. And I think we need to be clear about this. Uh, and I think lose some sleep over it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, given what we're talking about, it's appropriate that this one, this one would bother us. It should, and we should, that should drive us to God in prayer and it should drive us to action. Isaac, it's an irony of history that you spoke about Jim Crow 
that uh, for many years, Christians who were very bothered about race, uh, about abortion rather, and who were uh, building the framework for the, the pro-life movement as it exists um, today, that pro-life movement uh, coexisted for some time with the kind of racism you were talking about, that Christians who were really bothered about abortion were not that bothered about racism. And I think that has probably played into this division that we're seeing between mm-hmm. right and left today. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm curious for you to, to flesh that out more. Well, I just mean that if uh, there were some who were very focused on abortion, uh, but not focused on racial justice and didn't perceive how the issue of abortion relates to racial justice, if that sort of movement uh, existed, it sort of gathered all the people it was going to gather on its yeah. side. Yes, that, And yeah. then... Uh, as issues of racial justice gathered their coalition, it could make sense for why those two coalitions don't necessarily interact with each other as much as they should. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I think Christians today are in a position to bridge that gap. That's right. Yeah, that's well said, brother. And I think Satan is delighted for that bridge to be burned as quickly as it can and to never exist. Because as long as we keep squabbling over like, well, and, and to be clear, man, like there are many, like we've said, there are many justice issues to go after. I'm thankful for everyone who wants to go against any form of injustice. But insofar as we are stronger together than we are apart, it's like, let's make, let's not treat this as just a political position of, we're not talking about this party versus that part. We are talking about right versus wrong. Uh, and we're talking and, about life and death. Yes, and how these two things uh, intertwine. So, you know, I want to be talking uh, about mass incarceration, pol- police brutality. also want to be talking about the other side, uh, about the womb. Um, and it does, I mean, it's just, I saw this quote uh, from Randy Alcorn. I was looking at um, The Desiring God. They did some stuff with Humble Beast called 73 to 17, talking about Ro- Roe v. Wade's so this and this is came out around 2016, 17. But this quote from Randy Alcorn, I think is striking. He says, I do not believe that most people who support abortion rights are racist any more than I believe there are no racists among pro-lifers. I'm simply suggesting that regardless of motives, a closer look at both the history and present strategies of the pro-choice movement suggests that abortion for the minorities may not serve the cause of equality as much as the cause of supremacy for the healthy, wealthy, and white. And I don't... I don't care how much you care or don't care about racial justice. I'm like, that seems pretty, that seems obvious. Well, just to keep making the same point, because it bears repeating these, these issues relate to each other. So you mentioned mass incarceration. Well, my goodness, if you're talking about a household in which a parent is incarcerated, I mean, how much more tempting is it going to be to seek an abortion in the case of an unplanned pregnancy? right. Right. And, you know, we're clear. We've always been clear on the show about individual agency, like, you know, no, no sin or struggle makes anyone sin. But my goodness, it's a lot easier to sin when you're in that struggle. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think we see that in scripture, right? You see that in Exodus. Yes. Exodus 6, 9, I think is one of the most helpful verses on this. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up right now. Uh, But, you know, they're talking about the Israelites. They're in slavery, really. And, and, you know, Moses comes and he bears the truth to them. Uh, the, 
God's word says, but they, the Israelites, did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. So clearly their context affected their ears and their hearts, right? And so we want to be given to this. And I like how you phrased it, given to making this point clear, because I like how you phrased it earlier when you were saying, um, you know, it, it makes sense that these two camps wouldn't really perceive this issue as one or the other because, you know, all the people who are necessarily about abortion weren't about racism in those other forms. And it's funny because I think some of those, some of our pro-life friends, they would quibble with, you know, questions about systemic injustice. I'm like, what injustice is more systemic right now than abortion? Yeah. So whatever you want to call it, you can go and have that debate about, you know, what we can, corporate, systemic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's on the books. It's in the air, in the water. Uh, the, the clinics, the conversation. I mean, the systems that are 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 uh, pushing the idea that my body is mine. Uh, you know, when my body is God's, and I he gets to say what I can and can't do with it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I just think we want to make those those ties clear. You see what I'm saying about uh, the kind of systemic how it's ironic how one side would push against kind of systemic injustice. And yet here we are talking about systemic racism, really. Yeah. I, I think that some of our brothers and sisters on the right who are quite comfortable talking about a culture of death, for example, in reference to the abortion industry, don't want to apply those same categories to issues of racism. I think that's a helpful insight. I also think that we just, we want to be careful uh, to not pit these issues against each other in a way that that helps us lose track. So there's a way to be anti-abortion that doesn't allow for any other areas of moral concern. Right. You could become in practice. So, they're never in no practice. one would no one would say that, but yes, in practice, yeah. And and that shouldn't surprise us as Christians. We should we we understand how priorities can take over and become confusing. And this is not in any way to speak against the importance of a pro-life position. Um, right. But it is to say that these, these all work together. If you really care about ending abortion, you are going to want to, so long as abortion is legal, work against conditions which make abortion attractive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, if I'm being trying to be my most charitable, for those friends who seemingly are concerned with that and no other evil, I think they they mean to be as concerned with that as they would be concerned with chattel slavery, right? Yes. And everyone on this show who are our listeners uh, would be quite okay with saying, man, if you were alive back in those days and you were consumed with working against chattel slavery, God bless you. So, you know, again, just trying to, I'm trying to freight, like we want to be understanding as charitably as we could, because I think then we'll actually come together and say, ah, that person's not just, you know, an unethical ignoramus, except for their one concern, but they see it this way. And all we're trying to do is help folks see like, yeah, I think there's a useful bridge here. And we want to be concerned with working against this evil. And I think we'll work, work against it together better if we see that bridge yes i agree with everything you just said and i mean these are the virtues we 
speak on week after week about, you know, humility and charity. Um, and in the context of pressing moral concern, it can be easy to forget those. You can get rightfully, you know, concerned and impassioned to do the right thing and to end this evil. Right. Um, and all of those concerns are good and Christian virtue still applies. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we don't, I mean, yeah, in that sense, uh, we just need to, I mean, it's righteous indignation can quickly become unrighteous indignation. And Even so we, for the sake of a righteous cause. Exactly. Often for, I mean, that's how Satan's going to work. He's going to deceive that way. We're going to, in pursuit of that righteous cause, we're going to become the very thing we hate. Yes. Satan's going to be like, great. Then abortion and racism can run rampant so long as you guys keep attacking each other. Totally fine with you guys arguing, squibbling, dividing uh, over these things. Uh, so, and, and I think it shows, Austin, um, how we don't want to be captive to either political party, but we don't want to be ultimately to the left or ultimately to the right. We want to be from what is above, right? Above all that. And what I mean is, you know, one side is going to present its side present itself as concerned with abortion and the other is going to be concerned as with, um, as you were saying, with race issues and neither side has it figured out completely. That's right. Yeah. Lord, we need wisdom. It sounds like we should ask for it, man, unless you got more. I think that's a great idea. Do you want to open us and I'll close? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Father, we pray um, as we talked about in our other episode on moral clarity, that you would give us moral clarity here. Father, we pray against abortion. We pray against racism. Uh, we pray for anyone considering an abortion that they would change their mind. We pray for conditions in communities that make abortion more conducive, that those conditions would change. We pray you would give us insight into how we and our individual callings in life uh, can go about changing them. Lord, we don't want to tell our neighbor to be better and not extend our hand to them. So, Father, give us wisdom. Father, we pray that you would give us unity in this cause, Lord. We, we pray that Satan would not uh, just make these talking points or political positions, uh, Lord, but that we would see that life and death are on the line. Um, and Father, we want, we want life and people made in your image to flourish. Uh, you see the blood on the hands of this nation. Help us. Forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, given the nature of this conversation, um, Lord, we pray for anyone listening who uh, is experiencing guilt over um, participation in an abortion. Lord, we just pray that you would point them to Jesus or help them to know the grace and forgiveness there is in him for even this. And Lord, we pray that that same clarity would extend to all your people, that we would, uh, motivated by a love for you and a love for neighbor, um, seek to end abortion in our land. Lord, we pray that we would have clarity about how to do that, about how to um, perceive this issue in relation to others, um, how to act. Lord, it's a complicated world and we don't always know what to do. 
And Lord, we pray that you would instruct your people, make us um, agents for your love and um, Lord, help us. Help us to see this ended in our day, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, friends, I think many people at this point uh, ask questions about like, what, what can we do? And let me just give you one thing. Keep praying. I don't mean that to the exclusion of other actions, but I mean that is doing something. Keep asking God for that wisdom. Um, and so you can check out more uh, resources on our website, uh, Uh You can look at the footnotes for some more resources because one other thing you can do, here's another one, is educate yourself. Uh, keep, read about these issues and lose some sleep about them in a good way. And with that, we'll close off the year, hoping you have uh, a, a wonderful Christmas, a happy new year. Uh, Austin, Lord willing, I'll have my third baby, uh, you know, so this is all the more dear to me right now uh, in January. So who knows when folks will hear from us, you know, because I'll be sleep deprived just like you are. Uh, but there it is. So Lord willing, I appreciate your prayers for my family and uh, we'll be praying for you as we go. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. We'll see you next year.